What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, welcome back. I have Heather Artema here with me today, and we're going to do a deep dive into our purpose of living our purpose. We're also going to talk a little bit about FOMO and JOMO and minimalism and living light and what that has to do with weight loss. And we're also going to talk a little bit about clutter and more. So you definitely want to stay tuned and tune on into all of the good info. Heather is a national board certified and functional medicine certified health coach. She's the founder of Root of Wellbeing, a wellness and weight loss coaching boutique, and she's the creator of the Live Light Method, a novel approach to weight loss rooted in minimalism, simplicity, functional nutrition, and positive psychology. She's an aspiring minimalist, a real food advocate, and a big fan of living light. She guides her clients toward their own wellness breakthroughs by helping them clear the clutter in their heads, in their hearts, and their kitchens so they can get to the root of living lives that they love. She's been featured numerous times on popular wellness and minimalism platforms like No Sidebar, Minimalism Life, Becoming Minimalist, Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Health Daily, and many more online health summits, podcasts, and more. 
you're going to love this podcast. I love when I start to talk to our guest and all of a sudden it's instantaneously feel like we've been friends forever. <laughs> this is Heather Artema today. First off, she was so amazed that I knew how to say that last name, right? But for those of you in Michigan listening, you know, like that's a, that's a West Michigan name. <laughs> It so is. It's so Dutch. Yes, we are Dutch. <laughs> it is. It's definitely, maybe it's just because I went to school in West Michigan that I know that. But Heather's got an amazing story that I really just feel like would resonate with so many people. Um, and about, you know, it's th that fact of the matter is no matter if we're in our 30s or 40s or whatever age, sometimes we wake up and say, is this it? Like, I should have this wonderful, beautiful life. And I do have this wonderful, beautiful life. But I feel like I'm missing something or there should be something more. So Heather, share with them your story, because I just think I mean, I am knowing some of my friends that would sit there and say, she's talking about me. <laughs> mm, for sure. For sure. Well, you know, I always did what I was supposed to do or what I thought I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I went to college, got my degree. I, um, I got into the corporate world and it was exciting at first. It was fun. It was different. I got to travel all over and I thought thoughts and I, the thoughts I thought were like, wow, I'm really important because I'm doing all these really cool things and making all this money. I got the MBA, which helped me become an even better corporate executive. Not so much an entrepreneur, but a good corporate executive. Right. And, um, and I'll tell you that the work I was doing was definitely meaningful to my clients, to my colleagues, but I did not care at all about it. I really didn't. It was not fulfilling. It was not how I wanted to be spending my day. It was not the, the work that I wanted to be filling up my thoughts and my, my brain. And I, I kind of felt bad for that. I felt like, well, I should be so happy. People are telling me like, wow, you've got a great title. You've got the best cube in the row. You've got all this sunlight. You've got, you, you can go out and get a, a tea at the coffee shop anytime you want. You can pull in late, you can leave early. Like what is there not to like about this? And I, I realized, after some extensive soul searching and carving out some quiet space and quiet time, I call this white space to really try and figure out like, why am I not happy? What is my purpose? How do I want to show up? What would the 80 year old woman on the porch tell me that I'm not seeing that's right in front of my face. And I was lacking purpose at the time. And I was not aligned with my values. I was, I was showing up but I was, I was showing up to please others. I was not showing up to please myself. I think that's something with women. Don't we do that? Like, I feel like, I mean, you're talking about all the stuff. And I remember like, you know, I went to Grand Valley for undergrad and anybody that's listening to this is going to be shocked at this because I have always wanted to be a chiropractor. Like it was one of those things in the middle of um, my, I always wanted to be an engineer. And then my middle of my junior year, I woke up and was like, I'm going to become a chiropractor and never look back. Got through Grand Valley in four years. However, a couple of weeks before graduation, I was like, I think I want to go into politics. I'm going to change my major, right? So it was one of those things. Called my dad. So I think I'm going to go. I'm going to intern with the state senator. I'm going to do all this stuff. And he's like, no, you're not. You are crossing the stage this weekend. Like, you're done. Like, I am not paying for another class. Like, you're done. But it was all of the stuff that I knew I still wanted to go into chiropractic school, was accepted, was ready to roll. But then my dad was like, you really shouldn't go further into debt. Like, or, you know, like, for pay for grad school. Why don't you look into this? Like, this is a huge confession. I interviewed with Pfizer, with the drug companies. Anybody that knows me now, like, would say, you did what? <laughs> Thank God I sucked for it as an interview because I did 
didn't get offered anything, but ended up in chiropractic school. So I always have been able to follow my soul, but it was the same thing where my sister had said the same type of stuff. She went into another direction and then finally went back around 10 years later in the middle, probably in her thirties, finally sought out for law school, which is what she always wanted to do after college. Right. But she chose Mm. a different route because of what we were always told to do. We have to go out and make money. And so we do that as women. Right. You have to make money. And then we end up in this rut. Right. Because that's what success is. Or we tell ourselves that's what success is. Or I'm successful because I can afford all these things. And, and then we get trapped into it because we get used to living a certain lifestyle. Um, and it feels good. Like I'm buying things is fun, right? It, right? It's got that dopamine hit. It feels good. And then all of a sudden we wake up and we realize, oh my gosh, all these things that I bought to numb myself from my emotions because I know I'm not living my purpose are no longer working. I am not getting happiness from all these things anymore. In fact, they're just cluttering up my life. <laughs> I was going to say, and then at some point you're like, I have so much stuff I got to get rid of. <laughs> How do I get rid of it? And when you look at those things, like those things are more than what they are. They are your time, your energy, your, because we pay for things with dollars and we make our dollars with our time. And so those things, it's like, oh my gosh, no, they, they didn't bring happiness, but what is going to bring happiness? And so for me, it was really getting honest with myself because of course, of course I felt bad. Like I should be happy. Why am I not happy? Why am I bored? Everybody else seems so fulfilled. Something's wrong with me. I I don't want to say I'm bored because then I don't want, I don't want my colleagues to be offended and, and think that I'm belittling what we're doing. And um, so I had all those emotions kind of heavy emotions and, and, and they were basically, you know, cluttering up my body because I wasn't doing anything with them. I wasn't really acknowledging them and moving through them. Um, well, I, I finally did, but it took me years. It took me decades. I spent two years in corporate. And so for some people, corporate is a wonderful avenue. It is a wonderful opportunity. And there is really true fulfillment you can feel. But for many of us, whatever it is that we're doing, if we're doing it just to make the money, then I would suggest like, okay, take a step back and ask yourself, like, does this really fill me with happiness? And if not, find the courage to figure out what does fill you with happiness. Hey, Dr. Lisa here. Guess what I have for you. I've got some new amazing products coming out. I have some great cookbooks and supplements and courses and all sorts of stuff. And because you've been such a loyal listener, I don't want you to miss out on these specials. So make sure you head on over to drlisao.com and opt on in over there so that way you will be the first to know when we promote some of our specials specifically for podcast listeners. So check it out, drlisao.com. And then you have said like you are an aspiring minimalist at this point. So how did you go about that? And then I know there's some amazing research studies even on clutter for people that might sit here and say, well, time out. I don't really want to go and clear out my house right now. (laughs) Right. Okay. So the whole minimalism thing, I call myself an aspiring minimalist because really I am a natural maximalist. I like to hit the buy now button. And I get it from my mom. My mom likes to buy things too. She loves variety. And my sisters and my dad are natural minimalists. And I, you know, at first I kind of looked down at how they were living. Like, why, you know, why not just buy everything? Just have it all. Have five of every color. (laughs) Exactly. Like, don't do laundry. Just go to, just go to the store and get another. (laughs) I mean, that was me at one point in my life. I, I didn't want to do the laundry. It was just easier to go to the store. I would go to Ann Taylor, buy the, buy a couple outfits, and then I'd have more clothes for work. 
So I am that natural maximalist. However, however, when I left corporate, when I found that courage, I very quickly spent down our pretty significant savings. And I forgot that I wasn't having a paycheck magically appear in my bank account. And this was stressing out my husband. And he's like, oh my gosh, would you please stop spending? And during the time, I thought that minimalism meant frugality and deprivation and restriction. And I had no desire for that. But when I realized that it could be a beautiful path toward intentionality and that it could mean you can still buy things, just buy better, that less could be more or seeing the more and less, it was a huge wake-up call to me. I released all the things I didn't need, all the 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 tchotchke, all the stuff. Yes. And my life just opened up so much. And then it got really fun being so intentional with where my resources were going. So That's cool. of, I would ignore them forever, but then all of a sudden I woke up and I'm like, no, I need to, I need to really get intentional. Now I don't need to be as intentional as I was before when I first left corporate, but it has become so empowering and so fun. And why not go? For, I mean, the idea of going for, for quality over quantity and anything in any element of life is going to help. So in terms of food, quality over quantity, right? Like go for the organic foods mm-hmm. instead of eating all the preservatives, go for the foods that have real ingredients instead of the things you can't even pronounce, go for better sleep, you know, go for all, better relationships. And, um, and so I really just that this idea of minimalism has really lightened my life and improved it so much that I decided that it's just, I wanted to be intentional about it. That's awesome. And that was one of the things that I loved, like in the beginning of like this year of 2020, when we went into all the lockdowns and stuff, um, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually going to be at home. And this is time that I can just go through and clear stuff out of my house, right? Like it was because my life was so go, go, go on an airplane all the time. And so it's been nice in this time period. And now I'm like, all right, we've already done two rounds. Like I'm going back there for a third. (laughs) Yes. I used to be on an airplane every single month. Like, I mean, it was, it was all the time. And so now I don't need to spend that time sitting on a plane traveling. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, right? Cleaning out, clearing out and um, living in a lighter environment. And so you had asked about some of the research. And so one study that I'll share briefly, actually I might share, I may share two quickly. So um, they had a pool of participants and they split the groups into two. One group, they had work in a messy office, filling out forms. The other group, they had work in a clean office, filling out forms. Upon leaving, they offered the participants a chocolate bar or a candy bar or an apple. If you worked in the clean office, you were twice as likely to choose the apple over the candy bar. Wow. So it's clutter can absolutely impact our decision-making. And we also know from other research that there's a physiological impact um, that clutter has as well. So there's a study done out in California and they went into a number of homes and they measured saliva uh, cortisol levels from the the people living in the homes. Now, this was more of a qualitative study. I think it was only 30, 40 families. Um, And uh, they had to be dual income earners and they had to have kids. So they had to have all the like the life stressors, right? All of that going on, 2.5 cars, you know, all of that. And anyway, what they found was that women who described their homes as clean and serene did not have the cortisol spikes as the women who described their homes as messy or unfinished or cluttered. And so it's fascinating that if we, if we put some attention towards our clutter, lighten up our spaces, 
physiologically will feel better and we'll make better decisions as well in terms of how we're nourishing ourselves. That's amazing to me. So like, how do you suggest somebody going through and helping to clear out the clutter? I mean, and it makes sense to me because of, you think of all the goal setting stuff where they talk about a cluttered environment. They just, people have a hard time. I don't want to say manifesting goals, but it just, they talk about all those things right within the Tony Robbins world. <laughs> That's what I think of. So how would, like, how would you tell somebody like, get clear on your vision by clearing up your house? <laughs> right. Right. It's like, cause we're so used to buffering from our emotions that we're like, what? I have to get honest with myself. That sounds scary. I'm going to have to get raw with myself. No, but, but deep down we can all do it. We can all muster that courage and we can find the space, the time for self-care and to really get aligned with our vision and aligned with our goals. And so number one, I would say, know that you are allowed to evolve. That just because you made a choice at a certain point in your life to go down a certain path with new information, with new data, you are allowed to evolve your thinking and you're allowed to choose a new path. So often we don't do things because we've always done them a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then we'll feel like we are rejecting everything that we've done and, or, or, or belittling it, but you can appreciate what you've done. I so appreciate the experience I had in corporate and I would not change it for the world. Right. I learned so much, so much in that experience that has helped me with what I do today. And so know number one, that you can evolve. And then once you're like, okay, all right, I'm going to give myself a little slack. That's all right. Then realize that, uh, at least this, this realization was really helpful for me. Um, there was a lot of fear of missing out before I left corporate. Like, oh no, what if we can't afford this? What if we can't do that? And a lot of FOMO. And, and frankly, I've had FOMO my whole life. Like when I was a kid and kids were like, if my parents were like cutting the cake, you know, I wanted to make sure I had the biggest piece or at least an equal size piece, if not the biggest piece. Or like if there was toast, I had to make sure I got more toast than anybody else or the biggest bowl of cereal. Like I always thought like I was hungry for everything. And so anyway, address that fear of missing out and flip it to something called, instead of FOMO, flip it to JOMO. So what is the joy of missing out? So for example, with my work life, with my, with my corporate clutter, you know, it was clutter for me. What is the joy of leaving that corporate world? Oh gosh, I get to explore and discover and create a new reality. Oh gosh, I get to decide who my boss is. It's me. Oh gosh, I get to decide my working hours. Oh gosh, I get to decide which conferences I attend so that I can grow and learn and become my best self. So find that JOMO of leaving your current status quo and journal about it. So if you, I mean, really, if you just kind of think about it in your, you know, off moments while you're kind of on autopilot for other things, it probably won't hit you, but get intentional, get out a journal and create a FOMO list and then create a JOMO list. What is the fear of missing out? What, what, what are all the different things that I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on if I make a move? And then what is the joy that I can find if I do find that courage? Oh, I love it. And especially I feel like everybody right now is so talking about just becoming intentional and having that quiet time for ourselves. I think that's what's, again, what's nice is that in this time period that allowed us all to slow down. Yes. Hopefully we've all been able just to connect with self a little bit better, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That self-care is so important. And that we call that white space where you just empty out your calendar and, and, and our calendars really have been dictated by others, right? Mm -hmm. If you're saying yes to everybody, then you can't say yes to yourself. And so if you start saying no 
to others and not, not rudely or, you know, say yes to things you want to do. But if there's something there and it's a good opportunity, but it's not a great opportunity, then say no, because otherwise it's just sucking up time that you would, you could put somewhere else and get more benefit from. Yeah. An energy that you can keep for yourself and for your family. Totally. Wonderful. So share with them where they can find more information about you and all that good stuff. Okay. So my website is rootofwellbeing.com. So I help people get to the root of their well-being, live light and soar. I mean, that's the whole point. When we get to the root, root of well-being, then we can figure out, okay, now that I know what that is, I know how to move forward. I know how to live a lighter life. So that's my website. My social um, media handles are the same, Facebook and Instagram, Root of Wellbeing. Awesome. Heather Artema, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Lisa. Did you like that episode? I absolutely love having the opportunity to interview some of the best and brightest guests and to share them with all of you. So if I may ask you a huge favor, I would love it if you went on over to Apple Podcast and gave us a review. I personally read each and every one of them as they come in and I am always inspired by your feedback. So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is the legalese. All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this? I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.